Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Mike Munzenreiter to catch up on the last few weeks of skateboarding and guess wildly at what might be coming in 2024. First, a sad announcement. Maddie has decided to move on from the show, but she knows she's welcome back anytime, and uh, hopefully she'll be back on our airwaves sometime in the future. It's been a while since we've been together podcasting, and lots has happened since then. Patrick, can you help clear the holiday fog and help me remember what happened in skateboarding over the last three or so weeks? Well, what was really interesting was that Miles Silvis won SOTY, and a lot of people were like, and almost immediately after the announcement, which was unusually muted this time around, apparently, I guess he found out about it either by text or by a post, which is rather anticlimactic. There was a wave of footage that came out. Um, amongst the stuff that came out, I'm going to be reading the list here. First of all, Aaron Harrington's hometown part, which was him skating to the wipers. Fantastic. Smell the River by Cole Navin. Late Night Stars, The Circle. Blake Norris, full volume, which features a Jerry Sue tribute ender. Eric Penton, kickflip front 50th. Not Staples Center, but the convention center. Same area, but they are definitively not the same building. Uh, Haley Wilson's new part, Gumiyagi in Timescan 2, Cody Chapman's Excuse Me, the Limousine Limo in North Carolina, uh, Jeff Cerser, I hope I'm pronouncing Jeff's name right, This is a Window, Jameer Brown and Jamal Smith in a little Palace promo that was set to Bruce Springsteen's Philadelphia, that's Bruce Springsteen's solo, not with the E Street Band. And then uh, there was a little Habitat joint that I just watched this evening, which was really, really good. Uh, it's called 2024. So it kind of felt like there was this, you know, the interregnum between Sodi and the new year. There was actually a lot happening. And it was nice because you could enjoy that content without asking yourself the question of, is this part of a Sodi run? Is this something that's going to be part of the discourse? No, it was, especially for those of us who traveled and got to spend time with our families. You, know, you have a lot of downtime. You can actually enjoy the content. You're not just sneaking it in between stuff at your job or whatever. Mike, what do you think? Oh, man, it's so funny. You're like, I can enjoy the content. I got time to watch it. I, I barely watched anything because I, I was in Florida for a bit. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's lack of a laptop or lack of like my Apple TV on a TV. I really, really barely watched anything. And then I saw you, the list you put in here, Patrick, on our on our notes, you know, Google Doc that we share. And so I, I caught up on the Haley, Haley Wilson part, which was rad. I think I caught all like the important stuff from that Blake Norris part. And dude rips, <laughs> you know. But otherwise, I, I don't know if I got burnt out on SOTY stuff, even though we didn't exactly have the traditional SOTY season. But yeah, I, I, I have the opposite feeling where, you know, kid, wife, father-in-law, his girlfriend, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just out. I'm trying to watch basketball and, like, listen to Christmas music, I guess. Templeton, do, do you consume all the stuff that comes out in the interregnum, or what are you doing? I, you know, I consumed everything on the list i got to everything like a little later than i would normally you know like i'm a big routine guy and with work being off for two weeks i was like way out of routine and just kind of floating like aimlessly and it was i don't know it was a little hard for me so i i got it done but it was uh, it was not not pretty but (laughs) i will say i was stoked on all the pacific northwest content that came out 
over the over the break. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because everybody in the Pacific Northwest is just like rained out for the next six six months or so. So seeing everybody skating all our spots, maybe a little sad, a little inspirational, but really stoked on that Aaron Harrington part, and then really stoked on that Habitat video because there's a few Northwest rippers in there. What did you guys think of the Habitat video, Patrick? You, did you get to watch it today? Yes, I did, actually. I actually really enjoyed it, and here's why. Number one, the soundtrack was really, really good. Number two, um, I had a nice little surprise in there. We had a little Stefan Janowski. Mark Suchu, always a pleasure. Funny that it's a, a surprise when a team rider is in the team video. I, I guess I'm just so used to not seeing him skating that it's a pleasant surprise. It was a nice way to nice way to to prep for the weekend. Um, I watched it while I was lifting weights, which was always like a cool thing to do while watching skate videos. I almost feel like uh, I'm trying to get hype. Anyway, Habitat still does cool stuff. And, you know, as we're reflecting on the last few weeks, I think what's particularly difficult about the run-up to SOTI over the last few years is that it has become a campaign, which is really, really unique. And I think there's some fatigue out there for a number of reasons. And I'm not trying to go on too much about SOTI. Uh, plenty of there's plenty there's been plenty of discourse about it, but I think what felt a little bit weird this year was that it felt like business as usual. And this is not a knock on Miles Silvis. Um, Miles Silvis is awesome. Put out some great footage this year. Shout out to his pants. His pants game is on fire. I know he's caught in so you know he's caught some flack about uh, the breakaway pants, like the swishy pants. But you know what? I'm a big fan. I think it looks phenomenal. It almost feels like maybe this coming year, something is going to have to change. And I'm going to reserve my predictions about SOTI and SOTI season coming forward. Are people just starting to unlock how you get SOTI? And if so, that's not fun. I, I kind of appreciate when it was seemingly random, especially like back in the day. Although there's certainly a lot of criticism about the fact that it used to be more or less like Phelps with, I guess, a veto of the editorial board. Anyway, um, what do y'all think? Oh, excuse me. Number one, what do y'all think reflecting on SOTI season? And number two... Um, what can we anticipate from Habitat later this year, if anything more? Maybe a tour, which would be cool. On on Sodi season, I, f- I feel like Miles Silva's kind of went at it in a different way. You know, like everybody was seemed to be campaigning in the mode of who can put out as many parts as possible. And it felt like there was a lot of filler, less killer. And Miles went the opposite direction. It was just like, I'm just going to put out one part and it's going to be all good. And that was the winning formula this year. Light the beam, as they say. <laughs> well, it's also because it was a SF heavy part soundtracked by who? Mac Dre and Too Short. It's the ultimate teacher's pet move. And that's not an art. Like, if you're trying <laughs> it to go was, for it, was pan- it could be pandering, but he, yeah, like he's, he's from that area. So it's not like if I put out that part, you know, like. I think you could pull that off, too. <laughs> I still want to see him in a. I, he still needs to buy that Mike Bibby throwback Kings jersey, if only to placate me. No, that was the best single part that had come out in like three or four years. I'm pretty sure in terms of just like, oh, we're gonna bang you over the head with skateboard tricks. Granted, I think there were three backside flips over um, ridiculous gaps. There is some redundancy there, but that that part was really good. I I don't know, Sodi. And I think, I, I, again, I don't want to take any heat away from you later, Patrick. You already alluded to it. So he was cool this year. Kind of kind of not that like exciting, I guess. I don't know. Going back to Habitat, though, I, I, I just have to reflect on. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch a thing today. 
buddy recommended it. I saw that it come out. I know our friend on on the internet, Lucas Weisenthal, called. You know, was like, "Who are these dudes on Habawack?" Which is what uh, Josh Kalis used to call his former sponsor, his sister company. Yeah, I just I just recall recently some friends were telling me about like they were ribbing the Habitat TM and were like, "Oh yeah, all you guys had like man buns. You read the Quran for fun in the van. It was weird times." So I don't know what to think of Habitat right now. They might be know. back. I don't know. Um, better to have uh, skaters who are informed about the world, certainly about one of the world of great faiths, rather than just kind of hanging out and making noise and being weird and uh, lighting fireworks and throwing piss out the window. But I don't know. It, it almost feels like, and, and again, I'm alluding to what's going to be our later conversation about what we're anticipating for 2024. I feel kind of like enough time has passed from Habitat's heyday from when we were come up like, you know, winning Papalardo, you know, just like that era where, I mean, everybody, like, they, they could do no wrong. I think that they, they've worked really, really hard on the reset. And it almost feels like Habitat, you know, versus Alien Workshop is almost like the Habitat is the stronger of the two, of the two brands in this. Is this version two or version three? What do you guys want to call it? I think it's version two. Okay. Of Habitat? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Habitat, yeah. So basically Habitat it, it, Habitat seems unbroken, you know, except for the fact that both brands went out of business. And I I, I am I apologize for my ignorance right now. Are they under the same distribution? I don't know. I believe DNA's. Habitat and Alien are still related. Still out of the same warehouse. Yeah. I believe. They got they got moved to Tumietto briefly when uh was a dna shut down but i think now they're back under the dna umbrella they're back representing the midwest heavy 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 those and two out of tom Yeto are such like an upside down smiley face emoji like that's so weird right <laughs> yo so but strange. i think remember tom, tom Yeto, i mean that was a huge rescue operation because i mean everybody tried everything to keep those two brands afloat i mean with deer deck basically going and you know throwing a whole bunch of money to try to help thing, you know, to, to help them out and to kind of get them out from whatever they dug themselves into. Anyway, like thinking about this, you know, I guess it's a palette, yeah, post Sodi palette cleanser. I feel like this is a really fun time to put out a video because, for example, when you put out a video at the beginning of the summer, the expectations are stupid. You know, we all come from an era where it was all about the video that was on repeat at the shop, at your house, at your friend's house. And that just doesn't exist in the same way that it does because there's significantly more videos, edits, Instagram clips. So I think another question I have for y'all is, how are you feeling about Instagram last year? You know, as we're, as we're looking back, how are you feeling about Instagram clips? How are you think, feeling about, I guess you could call them, they're almost like commercials in a way. How are you feeling about the, the, the skate Instagram ecosystem in 2023, looking back? Look at that, like, Blake Norris part that came out, and I think... Um... You know, it got posted pretty hard by a thrasher and other people. I didn't need to watch the video. I mean, all the best shit, I'm sure, was in that Instagram clip that I saw 17 times. So, I don't know. I, I You know, like I said, I didn't watch anything, really. I didn't sit down and watch. I, I passively watched a bunch of skate shit, for sure, in the, in the, you know, Christmas break time zone into the new year. But, you know, I, I almost want to follow less skateboarding on Instagram. And maybe I just got to get more more up on my kids and their or my friends and their kids accounts. But 
I don't, it, it feels imbalanced, out of balance, or however you want to say it, in terms of you see the best stuff just in your hand, in passing, and then you never really take in what is the, you know, you get the parts, but you don't get the whole. Uh, yeah. Double thing, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't like consuming skateboarding on Instagram. Like, I don't think it's a good way to watch stuff. And, you know, I'll get into more of this in the predictions part of the show. So I don't, I don't follow a whole lot of skating. I follow, like, Thrasher and, like, the main stuff, but not, not many pros and stuff. And today I actively avoided Instagram because I wanted to watch the Habitat video and have those surprises and, you know, see the tricks first where they're supposed to be seen. So I like, well, yeah, like, that's kind of the state of things. From my legit, view. legit gripe kind of growing out of that is, you know, I see the Thrasher post and the tricks are interesting. And it's the Habitat new dudes, you know, from the PNW and I, I, I literally think, oh, I want to see what Habitat-ass song they're playing with this skating. Hit the sound button on Instagram, and it's just the raw clips, but I can tell that it's the cream of the crop in terms of clip quality. And then I'm just, okay, watching the raw footage, I'm watching the best thing, and here I am now podcasting about never watching the Habitat video because it feels like... You know, they got the they got the rug pulled on them by the promotion. If I've yeah, seen I the best it, clips without music, I don't know. Yeah, it diminishes the product. You know, if you're doling out clips here and there, you know, like Converse grabs a couple of clips. The freaking Grip Tape sponsor grabs a couple of clips. You know, it's just like parted out. You know what? If I'm president and I am, you know, very heavy handed, there is one Grip Tape brand. Wow. Yeah. Wait, who is the one Grip Tape brand? We're we're going to take the best qualities of all of them, basically Jessup, and that's the Grip Tape brand. Oh, wow. Wow. And, okay, I've, I've tried to explain this to people, having been, like, a shop guy for so long. A lot of my Grip Tape preferences are just based on what you can reliably grip a board well with. So if, if you're mob and you, like, crease and crack and bubble up and pull off a, you know... I'm not even talking about like a fully dipped board where the paint on top really messes up grip tape. I'm just talking about like I'm gripping a normal board and I can't rely on the grip to stay down or not do something weird. Very good at gripping a board, guys. That's that's where I start, you know, raising hackles and um, banning and imprisoning the people who make those that grip tape. Oh my goodness, it's going to be a capital crime to have different grip tape. Wow. No, no, no. It's going to be a capital crime to make bad grip tape, Pat. Bad grip tape? Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, both of you have kind of hinted at um, a sort of fatigue, content fatigue. And it's not just happening in skateboarding, it's happening across social media platforms. And I think what was particularly exhausting about 2023 was that this was or last year was a year where a lot of us got outside again in a real way. I mean, granted, there were people who never stopped going out, never stopped doing things um, during the worst of COVID. But 2023, uh, just based off of um, actual numbers. So, for example, a number of trips that were booked, um, hotel bookings, uh, passports that were scanned. 2023 was the most active year. People were getting out there the most since 2019 and it almost felt like homework to keep up with skate content when you're like i want to be out there 
I want to be doing the slow impact thing. I want to be hanging out with my friends. I want to be at the club. I want to be doing this. And the idea of having to sit down, or excuse me, not even sit down, but having to scroll through to keep up. You know, um, Tommy over at Jenkum wrote a really great piece fall of last year, like right before, like right, like I think it was November of December, talking about um, consciously consuming skate culture, more specifically sitting down, watching you know, watching the footage, you know, watching, you know, sitting down, like watching on a TV or on a laptop, watching stuff that comes out, you know, not being distracted with other screens, you know, making an event because that's what it used to be like. And, you know, something that we talk a lot about in digital product design is, you know, user behavior, obviously, you know, you're trying to work on user-centered design. And, you know, a, a skate video was designed for capturing your attention actually like any kind of content on videos designed for capturing your attention so it's really 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 tough for these videos to hit the way that they hit us when we were younger when we've all got either a phone or an ipad or we're doing 10 million other things while we're watching a skate video and that's then that's something unfortunate and so i think tommy made a really good point in asking skaters to more deliberately consume skate videos to more deliberately consume the uh, you know the content that's coming out but you know for those of us who know how to do that who grew up doing that that might be easy but for some people that might be particularly difficult you know we're living in a short attention span theater world even with short little clips yeah i i'm to the point where even a short clip feels long sometimes unless it's really really good one thing that's in the notes here that uh mike you had talked about the discussion around Blake Norris's backside heel flip at Lincoln, and you're calling it one downing Jerry Sue. I called it a, a Jerry Sue tribute. Tell me more about that. I'm definitely cribbing off something, a uh, discussion I saw on Twitter, but agree with it in terms of, I don't know, fundamentally, like a backside nollie heel 2006 is harder than a backside heel in 2023. Do the math. I don't know. Uh, it, it goes into a, a larger thing, and this is probably, you know, a dozen years old, where at one point, maybe in the Stay Gold video, the America video, like Andrew Reynolds pushed the limits of what tricks you could actually do down large-ass sets of stairs. There was like a, a maximum where the return on effort made sense and i think people peaked out a, a little while ago and so you get your like carl akins who's made a great career out of skating like a nine stair and doing stylish tricks down it but yeah I, I i get the tribute point templeton but at the same time jerry sue did a backside nollie heel and that's one of the best i mean that's one one of one of if not my favorite tricks and homie came in and did a um like structurally more perfect backside heel flip though jerry sue's less perfect backside nollie heel flip was better i don't know it, it was uh, wh whomever like posted on twitter about it feeling like it was to a lesser degree as a trick piqued my interest and i think it it holds true that it's like that's rad that's gnarly it's a big ass 14 stair or whatever it is incredible feat no matter what you do down that. But it's weird that as a tribute, you did a, you know, I think most agree, a less difficult trick. No. Interesting. I, like I, I, mean, I mean, what's harder? Like, in, in the stupid scheme of things, of like backside nollie heel, the four stair, almost did it down a 
bigger fives, like a significantly bigger five stair. I don't know what I ever backside or backside heel flip. It's just time and, you know, the fundamental differences in tricks makes me think it's weird and not to diminish a great trick. Now I'm done. As long as Jerry Sue is cool with it, I think that's all that matters. Um, is there, I, it's usually like a Bobby Puglio, for example, not knocking Puglio, but Puglio is quite uh, territorial, but like, hey, you check in if you're going to do the same trick as me or the same spot. I'm pretty sure he's out to get you if you accidentally do the same trick at a spot, <laughs> at the same spot. I, I, I might have that on sourcing, but don't don't quote me on that, anybody. All right, we won't quote you on the podcast. Yeah, that. yeah, don't All quote. <laughs> Bobby Puglia, about to, but next time you're in the tri-state area, it's like, yeah, what's Nobody up, Nobody asked me about this, but I know for sure you're in trouble if you do that. Accidentally, of course. You'd, you'd never do it on purpose. Where's that never. skinny little Wally skated in the FTC video? I'm going out to frontside Ollie on it, baby. Well, I, I thought the backside heel heel flip was rad. I mean, it's a great trick. Nolly backside heel flip is harder, but I think that, I don't know, we're in like the every, what, everybody's good era. And like you said, Carl Aikens is making a career out of skating nine stairs. So backside heel flip on 14 is fucking nuts as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> file under things i wish i could do yeah for real like i can't even backside heel flip off curb hey man i used to be able to backside heel flip but um yeah just just so nobody gets it twisted like i was doing a very uh galaxy brain way of like randomly trying to diminish a great trick no that that ruled he did it perfect so all respect much, much respect and we're just here to get get into the weeds that's what the podcast is all about Thanks for giving us something to talk about, Blake. Let's talk about the future. For three of the last four years, we've come together to predict what might happen in skateboarding's future. Mike, you've talked to your sources, you've run the numbers. What do you think is going to happen in shoes next year? Oh, geez, man. I know exactly what you're trying to get at. And um, I am cribbing from someone who has lived the life in like professional skateboarding. So um, I will keep my sources anonymous but i feel like this will hold true if not in 2024 this year in 2025 for sure so here's setting the stage like there are fewer jobs at nike adidas um asics opened up a couple of spots we have no idea what any of these jobs pay so having heard that Karyuma pays pretty decent i will Definitely predict, and again, this is cribbing from someone who knows far better than me, but I think it's worth putting out there for sure. Uh, someone unimpeachably cool is going to go to Karyuma, and that's going to open the floodgate. Like, I, I, I don't know which pro skater it's going to be, but someone's going to need to get paid to keep the job going, or someone's just going to want to get paid to keep, you know, to get more money. And Karyuma is going to go from like red light to green light in terms of coolness, etc. Who knows what that's going to mean for, you know, shops buying in or whatever. I don't even know, you know, what their retail base is. I have no idea. But uh, someone's someone cool is going to go to Karyuma and all of a sudden a lot of uh, people who skate for a living are going to change their minds about that brand. Wow. Big if true. Patrick, what, what do you see in, on the shoe front? Based off of a Wall Street Journal article that came out a few weeks ago, uh, kind of following what's been happening at VF over the last few years, I think there's going to be significant cuts at Vans. Now, without going into too much detail about what's been happening over there, as you know, VF Corp owns Vans as well as Supreme. They also have got Jansport, North Face, 
East Pack backpacks and a whole bunch of massive portfolio. Now, back in 2019, they decided to move their headquarters from North Carolina to Colorado, which is a very expensive thing to do. And the timing was terrible because the following year there was a pandemic. And not everybody wanted to make the move from North Carolina to Colorado. So they had to deal with moving operations, building a brand new uh, headquarters or moving into new headquarters, all of a sudden being hit with a pandemic and having to put everybody to full-time remote, and then having to navigate the sudden spike in demand for all things skateboarding, all things, uh, you know, manufactured goods. And then, you know, over the last year and a half, due to a, a number of circumstances, namely uh, price gouging and inflation, I'm having to deal with a contraction of demand. And there, in that article, the now CEO of VF talks about the kind of push-pull around Vans, that the skaters, our skaters, we want like the nice, simple, we want the classics. That's the thing that Vans has always done well for those who like skating Vans. And that's the thing that bought them back from the brink the first time in the early 2000s when they tried to ride the puffy shoe wave. And that ended up being a total disaster. When they started just, when skaters mostly from Southern California started wearing slip-ons and really super basic vans, they bought it, they, they made it wavy again. And that was a huge contributing factor to their resurgence. But now they've just been trying to do too much. And so their CEO has been trying to push them to innovate and try to do this, that, and the third. And uh, to Mike's point about, you know, lack of transparency to how much these jobs pay. Um, yeah, we have no idea what people are making, but I, I, I think just based off of that interview and the fact that this guy's been bought into clean house and uh, ease up on some of the uh, on some of the spending, I think that there's going to be some pretty severe cuts at Vans. And full disclosure, we did receive some advanced pairs of the uh, Nike Ishad 2s. I think those are going to land pretty well. I think, interestingly enough, I think Soltech is gonna is gonna find their star rising once again. And I've been seeing them popping up a lot more in a lot more people's feeds. Um, you know, they've never stopped making good shoes. They've never stopped making good skate shoes. But yeah, I think that um, they might be the next to benefit from 90s nostalgia. I think DC, um, you've already heard uh, you've already heard news that there's been cuts at DC, not only within the team, but also within the organization. Another hedge fund bought them out. So I think DC is going to take a hit, which is quite sad because they were one of the 90s skate shoe companies that's actually been able to ride the wave of nostalgia back into a new sort of relevancy. And it would be absolutely criminal if someone like, say, Jameer Brown was without a shoe sponsor because that would just be dumb like that's um, ridiculous how are you gonna let go of him I, i'm pretty sure dc is down to like four people from whatever yeah, like in, the, in, in the chatter super core yeah that right. was kind of the chatter that i heard as well well i'll I'll piggyback on what you were saying about soltech patrick i think that yeah with big guys like nike and vans making cuts etnies and other smaller brands are able to make some uh team pickups that you wouldn't expect you know like Joseph, Joseph Scott Jada or Yada, I'm not sure. I'm just some white dude. Um, but he's on Etnies now. Evan Smith left DC and now he's on Clearweather. So I think we're going to see some some like higher tier skaters on these smaller brands, and that's going to you know bring a little more competition to the shoe wall. I also think that um, you know Etnies very recently uh, went out to Arizona and they met up with. Uh, Douglas Miles, you know, and the whole Apache skate crew. And so they've been uh, making their presence known in Native American and First Nations communities uh, uh, skating. And so that's also like a, a big push, in my opinion, that is a, a big push in the, in the right direction, right? And saying like, hey, 
their skate shoes. We're trying to get them out to people who need skate shoes and exploring, um, you know, exploring uh, markets that maybe we neglected or have never served or have never engaged with. And that's actually a very, a very promising uh, look. In fact, I think uh, Doug, his son, and like a whole bunch of folks uh, came out from Arizona, went down to Soltech headquarters, you know, for like a big to do, like a big day. Um, again, um, I think a, a lot of stuff in the sh in the skate shoe game is going to be in flux. We haven't talked about New Balance. Oh. Um, well, I guess what Reynolds I is coming. Reynolds has a shoe coming out this year. Oh, Mike, you go ahead. But yeah, just to add something on like the Soltech front. I mean, you look at for sure Adidas. I don't want to say for sure on anything, but um, a lot of these brands have been going more direct to consumer. Yeah, I do know Adidas in the past three years. Let's say. And for sure, Nike too. They've been limiting the number of retailers that they sell their shoes to. Whereas Soltech, you know, they will open an account with most people who want to sell their shoes. They'll make it happen. And I do think that, yeah, as the big guys cut out skate shops, that Soltech, be it Etnies, America S, they're going to be able to reach more people directly and i think that will be important especially in you know lesser served communities like you were talking about patrick as per new balance um does anybody have word on whether or not the reynolds joint is going to be coming out this year i think it's going to be coming this year let me uh let me check my dms so yeah see we're getting that you're getting the inside scoop let me check my source right now but yeah but you know to kind of summarize it yeah i think this is going to be this is going to be a trippy year in the shoe game. And, you know, last year we had talked a little bit about contraction within the skate industry. I think I'd specifically use that word. I mean, there were a lot of expectations back in 2021 at the Tokyo Olympics that there was going to be this huge boom in skateboarding and it didn't come. And I anticipate that something similar is going to happen this year, unless, of course, skateboarding does absolutely does numbers and that it becomes the to watch event, you know, like it's like, it's like you, you must see TV event. Um, because like, forget trying to get over there. I looked into tickets. So it's like just tickets to the event are OD expensive. Like it was cheaper. It was cheaper for my wife and I to go see the French national men's, uh, soccer team than to try to get Olympic skateboarding tickets. And I would like to think that I know more people in skateboarding than I do in soccer. And yeah. Anyway, besides the point, I, I think it's skating is skating and people are going to continue to skate. But I think that in terms of the industry, there's um, I think we got another earthquake coming up to keep it 100. I mean, last year we lost Dwindle, right? Basically shut their doors. Crux got rid of their entire team. And I think you're going to see more of the same. I can't necessarily predict where, but I think there's going to be a lot of people leaving and not necessarily to start their own board brand. And there's also going to be a lot of companies who are going to call it a day. What do you all think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, it, it's good for skateboarding to have some of these older brands uh, or these struggling brands go away and make room for new brands. I, I can't think of anybody offhand that I think is on shaky ground. You know, last, last year I predicted that uh, Monarch was going to go out of business, and they did. Not, not a hard prediction to make. It was like terrible concept from the beginning yeah I, I don't see anybody on shaky ground right now but i do predict that a big brand is going to have a baby sister you know girl chocolate in the workshop habitat style so be on the lookout for that i think that's mm, gonna happen interesting so you're I seeing mean, there's going to be some cool growth like not just like oh i just decided to start a board brand because i quit and this is what i'm gonna do yeah i think somebody's gonna say oh we've got like way too many pros 
on this brand, but they're all killing it and the brand is killing it. So let's split off and make a new brand. That'd be sick if it's like cool. Yeah, I, I think that I think the potential is there. I, I, I feel like the um, the 10 year expiration date for some brands is coming up. Like I've heard there's a FA video in the works, but I absolutely feel that brand to be really stale and not what it started out to be or you know not not what it started out as in terms of like feeling like it's on the leading edge and um i don't know you just got to remind yourself that it's called fucking awesome and how like retrograde that feels in 2024 and yeah i i i i would love to see a rebirth but you know, none of the principles are there. Again, I've heard, uh, you know, I was told, I feel like plugged in people said there was a video coming out. And they might reverse their fortunes in terms of making it exciting again. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not super bullish on that. I'm going to look at my list. Oh, I'm going to go more more like big time, bigger, bigger, bigger concept skating. I, I think a lot of progression is going to come back. Um, you know, Carl Akins, we already said, has made a great career of skating nine stairs. I think people are maybe going to go a little bigger. And I think maybe we're going to see just like newer shit happening in terms of like what progression is really hard to define right now in skating because a lot has happened in skateboarding, hasn't it? And we went through everybody was good. And then we went through like, oh, every, everybody skates. So let's like just be you know, cool and weird and fun. And now we're trying to like renew that. Or I think we're, I think skating is going to want to do something more with it. So I'm not sure exactly what progression is going to look like, but I think we're going to see bigger stuff, more tech. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with like, you know, curb shit. And, and if I can just tack on a prediction, I really hope the no slide crook goes away. It's not going to go away. But like if you no slide sixteen feet and then crook one and a half feet, don't do it this year. Damn, I've, I've got a no slide crook on my list of things to do. Maybe I'll Templeton, save it for next year. Templeton, skateboarding's not your job. You can do that. <laughs> you can do that. I want you to do that. I want you to send it to me the second you do it, please. <laughs> okay. But if wait, you're wait, like, wait. if you're late on the trend in like June 2024 and you're a named guy or gal, don't do it. Or you know what you got to do. No slide three feet, crooked grind 27 or 17 or even seven. I like, that. like it's just it's it's all these Johnny and Jilly come lately is like I, I don't want to see it, I, I tweeted it out. No slide. And then and then, and then crooked grind a little as a little treat or whatever, whatever <laughs> the meme was, you know, it's just that's just so boring. Wow. It's like the haterade is coming out. Strong. Yeah, sorry. Is, no, it's, <laughs> no, but no, it's it's. It's when you see these tricks that are just straight trendy that I get I get bored of them. You know, there's if you got a long flat ledge that you can skate fast and no slide, no slide, no slide, crook. Fuck out of here. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so you know you 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 mentioned I heard a little curb hating there, and as an old head, you know curbs are fine. Curbs are. Okay. Fine. You know, I was about I was about to say it. It's like really hey, we're like hey. we're really <laughs> we're leaving curb skating behind. Here's here's the thing. I'm only talking about people who skate for a job where it's like, I have to consume your stuff. 
I'm always psyched on my friend stuff. I'm always psyched on just like random people who don't get paid to skate. People who get paid to skate or are aspiring to be paid to skate, like think outside the box a little bit more. I the one of the things that I love skateboarding. I'm 42, been doing it for yes, yeah, like the majority of my life, three quarters of my life now. It's like, come on, man, if you're paid, don't just copy everyone, and especially don't be on the like late half of the trend. Yeah. So what about um? I kind of have a prediction that I almost feel like if we're thinking about time going in 30 year cycle, is this year going to be a, a 1994? Because I think 1994 was a beautiful year for skating because the fits were clean. White tee, some light wash jeans, gum sole shoes, right? The board's shapes were per- like little popsicle joint, like a 743, 75. <laughs> 775 was the biggest joint. Oh, by the way, 775 is definitely making a comeback. And the tricks, like the tricks were nice. Like, think about secondhand smoke. I'm talking like that. You know? I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking that, especially for like a lot of the younger cats, right? Because when you're younger, when you're I, I mean, my goodness, like the kind of outfits I used to come up with when I was in my late teens, early twenties. You know, you come into your own once it's, by the time you hit your mid twenties, and I think for like a lot of uh, younger skaters, especially like the you know the, fo- the you know the folks who are pushing the skate culture forward, I think people are going to chill out. I think uh, the pants will chill out. I think we're we're about to enter a, a pants renaissance. Tell me more. Well, here's the thing. You know, you go back. You think about all these uh, vintage skater accounts. Throwback footage has been coming out. The Manolo's tapes at it. You look back at those, you know, why does that stuff look so good? It's not just because the board size is right and the tricks are clean and they're flipped well. And it looks, it just looks nice. Because you compare it to like, say, like the, the Goofy Boy era from just a few years earlier. So what's that, 91, 92? Like, oh, fresh, like, a breath of fresh air. And I think that there's, there's a need. There's a need. And, I, you know, I think also, you know, think about thrifting, right? You know, you thrift and you're also, occasionally you find yourself like some pants that uh, they look cool, but they're they're all wrong. But, you know, you 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 kind of figure out like what your ideal cut's going to be. And I think there's also going to be some skate companies going to put out some good pants. Um, I think the big boy era is definitively over, though. What do you all think? Um, sartorially, where are we headed in 2024? See, I saw a whole like crew, of, like five or six dudes coming into the skate park last weekend. And they were all in like the... Um, I always forget what the vow or what the consonants are in his name. The Billy Vester, Billy. I still say it. Billy Wester, whoever that dude is. Like, kind of that hot topic, polar fucking vibe. Where I think that's gonna at least at least in Minnesota, those are the kids who are kind of like the we pay attention to skating and we're doing the the you know we're we're front edge of the trend. So I don't I don't see it going back to the uniform, you know, like white tee, you know, light denim and some gum sole Jason Lee type shoes, which I know I know what you're talking about, Patrick. Love that look. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, referencing the nineties, everything moved so fast back then. I, I wasn't I wasn't in skating when it moved the fastest, you know, ninety one to ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five even. But um, I just don't think trends move that fast anymore. And it's kind of the, you know, monoculture, everything is available at all times type thing. That's that's what's responsible for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if skate. I think maybe skaters lean more into Hot Topic for a little bit. 
at least mm. the young people it's it's so hard to tell it's you know it, it's it's fragmented it's so fragmented and that that's a rad thing about skating nowadays maybe it gets more fragmented i don't know templeton see i i'm seeing in my crystal ball and i may have my settings off a little bit but i was seeing more of like a 2000s revival like indie sleaze that that type of uh, like a boot cut jeans tighter fits uh that's kind of what oh, i was seeing hell no <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the worst era of dressing, um, you know, in all walks of life, basically. But that that's kind of what, what my crystal ball is showing. And with that, it's going to come kind of a, a move away from Instagram and like more into like photo dumps on like a Flickr or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a personal web page. Uh, I think that single clips on Instagram are going to be more powerful than a part. That's kind of what, what I'm seeing or what I'm predicting. I, and I, I can kind of think about where that's coming from because Epically Later is back, thank goodness. And that first episode with the Nuge that debuted on New Year's Day, first of all, stand up guy and burger she wrote, delicious burger. Like you like a smash burger, bomb. Corey Duffel is in, was in a price saw you know, Corey Duffel like looked like he was seated for an interview. So I think it's going to be a, a Corey Duffel reappraisal. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. He's gonna get uh, some major cool points again. Phenomenal skater. Career initially marred by controversy because of a comment in Big Brother magazine. I think in any other time, especially now, I think that would have been career ending. And I think he's definitely shown a lot of growth since then. I, apparently, they've squashed the beef too. But anyway, yeah, you're right. It, Corey, I can definitely see Corey Duffel coming. Also, like me being a music guy. Corey Duffel, skaters with amazing taste, like he's like top five. It's like him, Cardiel, and like a few other people in terms of skaters with exceptional taste from whom I've learned a lot about music. Patrick, you've yeah. you've, you've touched on like 17 things we could all comment on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jump in there. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm that big of a Corey Duffel fan. I mean, great skater, definitely skates to the beat of his own drummer, which I can appreciate. God, what, what else did you talk about that I can react I'm, on? <laughs> I, I I can just jump in there with my Corey Duffel take. Like, you gotta get in there. I don't know. Years. Uh, this is like 15 years ago. My buddy said Corey Duffel just looks like a hairdresser, and <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm all for personal growth, but I remember seeing the Big Brother thing and being like, "Wow, that's pretty fucking bad." Yeah, it was and, real bad, but it was remember pre-social media. Well. It, but if you were a skater plugged in at the time, it didn't, you know, you're see, you're seeking everything out and it's harder work to seek everything out. And I remember like, you know, Naratko, never seen skate footage of that guy, Naratko, you know, he posted the audio of that interview. And I don't know, like it, I, you know what, Corey Duffel, maybe you've grown and sure, you know, I'll do respect to that. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed like the foundation video stuff. It's it's weird that dude like hover. I don't know, uh, Patrick. I'm just I'm just like randomed out by you even pulling the name. Like, is he gonna have a uh, have a part that we're gonna be stoked on? What? Uh, oop! I can't say stoked on. We're not quite there yet. But are we gonna be psyched on like a on a Corey Duffel part? Well, I mean, it's like you remember like uh, there's that phrase on skate Twitter, which is the foundation ass skater or Tumietto ass skater. Um, you know. It's like with the cockroaches, right? In the post-apocalyptic world, it'll be the cockroaches, Keith Richards, and the Tumietto brands. Like, they've survived everything. And Corey Duffel was a huge part of Foundation. I wouldn't put him up there with, like, a Heath Kirchhoff, because I think Heath, Heath Kirchhoff was probably one of the coolest people on Foundation. 
Um, and they're they, they're very different types of skaters. But like, he was he was the dude on that brand. And that's if life talk, era. That's yeah. life. So if we're thinking about if we're thinking about a return of the hipster slash you know the indie sleaze era, I mean. It's almost like you gotta include Corey Duffel then, dude. I think of I think of more like Habitat and you know skinny skinny corduroys and weird hats and I don't know. Yeah, that's another strain of the indie sleeves, I think, and I I don't know that that's gonna come back. I'm yeah, like that that like pop culture and skate culture now is a lot less dour than it was. Like there was always something kind of like a uh, a little too it was like od serious, um, like the New York strain of that, but. Hold yeah, on. I, I, I I gotta go on record. I I'm yeah. No, now now I feel like I'm just in hater hater mode. But um, I like hate, it. Hate 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 hate. Hey hey, indie indie sleaze is a great descriptor. Nobody called it that. I mean, it's a it's a an anachronism. It, it was just hipster. That's all it was. It was correct. And yeah, thank hipster, you for putting hipster that on record. Just lost all meaning in the subsequent years. But I mean. You know, hating on assholes and weird hats with bad facial hair out of East New York, as Guru would put it. Like, that's all that was. <laughs> I feel the like planet, I'm starting the planet. wild right now. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's it. Are we ready? <laughs> I think I only have one more prediction. One more prediction. All right, let's hear it, Patrick. Uh, corporate sponsorships are going to get real weird. I think that there's, uh, I bet you that a major betting house is going to get into skating. I love Fashion. that idea, and yet I, I don't know how skateboard betting works no just like being a sponsor like what is it 20 bucks 20 bucks next try i mean that aspect already exists in skating but you know i'm talking about you know i don't know think about um you know who was it who had a target sponsorship was it uh was a homeboy from kansas oh p-rod had a target sponsorship who's homeboy from kansas city who had a nice like a walmart sponsorship right is kc yeah 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 so like is there much difference? Uh, I mean, granted, like I have a lot of feelings about advertising sports gambling in sports, and I'm using sports and air quotes for skating. But um, somebody's going to take that check, and it's going to be ridiculous. So high fashion, high fashion sponsorships are out. Uh, gambling houses are in. That's my that, that's my final prediction. <laughs> Utah's got like the full Louis Vuitton hookup, right? Yo, I mean, Utah, hook it up, like, man. A show or something recently. Yo, yeah. Yeah, Yuto, are you listening? Yeah. Oh, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. And this is actually, I'm gonna, we're going to end it on a very positive note. I think Tony Hawk and perhaps a cadre of international pros are going to go to Uganda this year. That'd be tight. That would be sick. I'd be yeah. stoked to see that. Yeah, but my cousins would be stoked too. Are you kidding? All right. And that brings like us that. to the end of our like show that. where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? So I'm stoked that I was fortunate enough to um, spend the holiday season in Florida. And that meant I got to walk on a beach pretty much every day. I made a point to get out there every morning. And uh, I either broke or dislocated my left pinky toe on July 31, 2023. And I fucked around and found out for like months and weeks about how not to let your toe fix itself. But um, walking on the beach for a long time every day, I'd go, I'd, I'd try to do like two or three, four or five miles. And that finally fixed my toe. So I'm stoked on walking on the beach for uh, foot therapeutic reasons. And then, um, yeah, I can't help myself. Like 
Uh, it feels like forever ago when I first said I was stoked on the Minnesota Timberwolves for being first in the Western Conference of the National Basketball Association. And it just so happens that uh, as of this recording on January 11, 2024, Timberwolves are still in first. So I'm stoked on that. I'm going to be stoked on that until further notice. Um, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Well, first of all, this is the second broadcast from the new house. And I'm still very excited about it. Um, We're now firmly in nesting season over here. I'm also stoked on Spitfire Wheels. Um, And it's right now is a transfer window in football or soccer. And Africa Cup of Nations starts this week. Uh, Uganda is not in it. Um, So my backup team for a very long time has been Algeria, Ale Le Fenech. And I'm also actually really stoked about that Habitat video that that was really nice. That was very, very refreshing. I think that was a nice way to start. Because I feel like the year doesn't officially start until the second week of the new year. First week, you're just kind of trying to navigate, you know, making sure to say 2024 and not 2023. Um, and I'm also really, really stoked on the Ashad too. Zoya's joints are comfortable, but we're going to talk about that more later. Templeton, what you stoked on? I am stoked on writing and working on some zines. Thank you, Mike, for the edit. Very helpful. You uh, Also stoked on Monster Children's podcast. It's called Analog to Digital. It's only available on Spotify, which is dumb. Uh, but they interviewed uh, a bunch of people, including friend of the show, Greg Hunt. Uh, they talked to Mike Mills, Ishad, Austin Gillette, Thomas Campbell, Naquan Rawlings. And probably most interesting so far has been the Damon Way episode, which I don't think I've ever read or heard an interview with that guy pretty interesting you know like founded dc drawers was there for eight ball clothing like it, it's really good so check that out and uh that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostly skateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about uh probably not gonna link everything you guys can find all that shit um just yeah mostly skateboarding.net for that until next time you can keep up with us all week online patrick where can the people find you so you can find me on Twitter under the handle at Colonel K Speaks. You can also find me on Instagram under the handle at Pekingongo. Also have some news from the Harold Hunter Foundation. We have just added Tiffany Lee as our new executive director. Uh, we want to thank Barbara Heisler, uh, who is our outgoing interim director from the last year. And so keep an eye on HHF because we're going to be doing some cool stuff this year. Mike, where can the people find you on the Internet? I have a handle it's called at m munzenrider that's twitter instagram and blue sky if anybody ever posts anything on there that'd be tight i'll like it uh templeton where are you on the internet you can find me on twitter at mostly skate and on instagram at mostly skateboarding we will see you guys next week and for jason later
mad beats. So when we bang, bang, boogie, I'll jump smudge boots out. Chicks comes in flocks when DRS rocks blocks. All I need is all done with the mind. I neutralize suckers because I'm out the line. I could go on for days speaking about my class. So little gaps, snatch the mic and choke the motherfucker out. Show you how to rhyme, asshole You know the motherfucking situation So get down, get down With the Gangstar Foundation Now I'm a touch on reality Chumps can't fuck with me And all the honeys be loving me My style be kicking crazy But wannabes on their knees Licking crazy But your girl pays me But ain't no need to try and stop her I'm Big Papa, stay your girl Then I'll drop her Cause she be working on my nerves And yo, I got more game Than the bitch got curves I'm like Gambino The slick head honcho, ill kid, ready to wreck Mike's pronto. And I know, I break your back with my rap like smack, because I'm all that. And so the next time, when you're wishing for my downfall, I'ma come back to drown y'all with stupid lyrics relative to a bloodbath and stay the fuck out my path.